independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up, party people? Happy, gorgeous, beautiful. And I do mean that. Tuesday. It is my Friday off starting tomorrow for the next couple of days. Going to go enjoy some time with the family in a gorgeous Southern California, as gorgeous as it can be, considering it's $5 for gas still. Do you guys understand that? So we're going to be traveling. We're going to be having fun. But the reality is, is gas prices, while they've come down a bit, eh, it's still expensive as hell. The price of gas falls more than a dime, but still not enough to break a Thanksgiving record. The national average for a gallon of gas down 11 cents in the past week to $3.65 a gallon, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. But that's still the highest price ever for Thanksgiving week. The cheapest gas in Texas, where it now costs two ninety-two a gallon, down nearly five cents from last week. The most expensive, California. The price at the pump, an average of five dollars three cents a gallon. That's down more than seventeen cents from a week ago. Yeah. So, and because we're going to be traveling, uh, normally I go to San Diego. The way I plan it is, uh, my son's in San Diego, so I, I go down there, and I'm able to get there. We're able to do our things, and I'm able to get back across the border into the safety of non-insanity here in Arizona, where I only pay. Three forty or fifty a gallon, comparatively to five dollars and three cents a gallon. But because San Diego and Orange County is where I'm going to be, it's more going to be like five fifty. It's insane. Oh, good God, good God, what the hell are we doing? Well, we're doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're pardoning turkeys, as you do. The votes are in. They've been counted and verified. There's no ballot stuffing. There's no foul play. The only red wave this season is going to be a German Shepherd commander knocks over the cranberry sauce on our table. They are big turkeys, aren't they? My fellow Americans, please welcome 2022 National Thanksgiving turkeys, chocolate and chip. Ah, look at the way he did that. It's chocolate and chip there. The old, uh, the, the, tur- the, the, is this the silliest thing our president done? Well, you would like to think. But then president has a quiet word with the guy who owns said turkey farm and then does something that is very much this president's way. How, how many turkeys you got down there? You raise it. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. Anyway, you want to talk? Wait, wait, what? You just say that you just compare countries that you were their people to turkeys is that, is that is that what you just did that's very much a trump thing shouldn't the left be losing their collective minds over the insanity how dare you run afoul see what i did there my god i'm not looking forward to it i told my wife yesterday i mean we think we've got it mapped out where it should be semi-okay but it's only as okay until some asshat you know, does something stupid, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, we're back up for days. And we're hoping to leave. Brad, here's the other thing. I love my family. I don't know if your family's like this, but, you know, I'm like, look, guys, we're packing on Tuesday and Wednesday. I want it buttoned up, and I want the car packed Wednesday night. We are getting up early in the morning, like my early in the morning, and we're getting our ass on the road. And we're going. This is not going to be one of those situations where uh, I'm sitting around here waiting for you guys to roll out. Well, I got to do one more thing and we forgot something. And oh my God. No, we're going. 
It is stressful. It's like, should be fun. I was telling Anthony before the show, producer Anthony, these things should be fun. But he worries like, man, you're going to be coming home on Sunday. You got to be stressed. You got to get here early in the morning on Monday. I'm like, I get it. I get it. It should be fun. And it sucks that you're not looking forward to the fun times. Because you're like, oh, the dread. The dread. Have you ever done that? Have you gone on like a vacation? And the the flight there, the the crazy two and a half hour wait, you know, if it's an international flight or something and you're there early, you get there, there was a delay. You get on the plane and there's another delay. You finally get to where you're going and you're at 12 hours behind schedule and you've only got five days there and you start thinking the minute you land, oh God, I got to go through this again. That's kind of what I feel right now. <laughs> oh my Lord. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. I bring this up uh, not because I care about the Hunter Biden story. Right. Because, it, it, you know, at this point in time, whatever's going to happen to Hunter Biden, let it happen to Hunter Biden. Everybody else is looking at it. But one of the things we've always talked about, it's not what you can see. It's the things that the media doesn't want you to see. And as I've tried to explain to numerous people on numerous occasions. About the media and they just don't get it, even though they may be like, well, it's not a big deal. It shouldn't matter. It does matter. And I'll tell you why. Because yesterday, CBS finally came out and said, oh, yeah, that Hunter Biden thing was real. Now, remember what the media said when the first whole Hunter Biden laptop thing came out. Obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden. This is really one of the stupidest October surprises I've ever seen. It helps to really view this as storytelling, not so much as news coverage, but as political entertainment. NPR explained... We don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories. Who even thought to make that story up? It's a story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. This is a Russian intelligence disinformation campaign. It's foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Russian intelligence. Rudy Giuliani was not fed passively Russian disinformation. He ordered it off the menu. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. And we can go through, and there's plenty more of it. But my point is, in the world of, of, of what I travel in, in the media, I see a lot. And look, you can't get everything on TV. There's just not a problem. You know, that, that's just the reality. You can't get everything on the radio. I mean, every day we, we may have... 50 or 100 pieces of audio we're not going to be have a chance to play it all to go through every story because the reality is we just don't have the time that we're, we're limited but the reality of the fact that they were able to say yeah you know what we we think it's fake we know it's fake yeah and 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 the cia and the fbi warned us that this was coming and this was going to be fake yeah, but did they say this was fake? No, they say something like this is coming. Did they look into any of this? And why it's important, again, some people will go, it's because we want to show that there's a Hunter, you know, Biden and and uh, the potential of a, a you know, Joe Biden uh, scandal. It's, the potential is there. To me, the bigger scandal is the fact that the collusion of the media to turn a blind eye and to be completely fine with doing it should scare all. All of us. It really should. Look, do I think that Trump was a good president? He was okay. I think his legacy is the courts. Uh, you know, 
I mean, was he was he earth shattering and groundbreaking in a lot of things? I think he did some good things. I think he did some bad things. They're human beings. They're all going to make mistakes. But do I think that he had a lot more? That first of all, he put himself in bad positions. Let's not pretend that he didn't. And if you're pretending you that, then you're you're part of a cult. But he was also put in a position where, no matter what he did, again, he was always going to get crap for it. They were up against him from jump. First day he was in office. What was the headline of Washington Post? The march towards impeachment begins today when he was getting sworn in. Those are the kind of things where you're like, man, that, that, that's a collusion. There's a media going after somebody. And this is the media not going after somebody, but ignoring something that potentially was real because they had skin in the game. And that was the old guy who's president now. And those are the things that should scare us. You know, we're, we're so blessed to live in this country. Thanksgiving's coming up. And we'll have our fun Thanksgiving thing. The WKRP, if you guys haven't heard it every year at this time, we play out the WKRP uh, in Cincinnati Turkey Drop. It's great. We love to do it because it's just insane. And if you're going to talk about turkeys, as God is my witness, you should think turkeys could fly. But the insanity of our media to ignore stories because it goes against their narrative – that's not a free press. And that's the scariest thing. Yesterday when I saw CBS, and, and what really even pissed me off more is the people are like, well, I just don't really care about the Hunter Biden story. It's not the Hunter Biden story. It's not the Hunter Biden story. Take that away. It's the I want to bury something because it goes against my narrative that should scare you. That's the story that should scare you. I don't want to have this here. I don't want you to see this. You wonder why people ask so many questions? Because when the media tells them there's nothing to see here, guess what? They don't believe him anymore. When the media tells them that, no, that can't be stolen, even though we said it could be before, guess what happens? Well, isn't it fair that we take a look? No, no, no. You, there's nothing to see here. When you ask the question about a vaccine, are you sure this is safe? Yes, this is safe. Take it. Yeah, but what if I don't think it is? Well, you're an idiot and you're a liar and there's nothing to see here and you can't see the data. People like transparency. And if the media is not going to be as transparency, this is the part where you start to think to yourself, can we A, self-govern, and B, is our Constitution going to be able to hold? It's a fair question. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. A lot of stuff to get to today. Yes, talk a little World Cup because you have no choice because I love soccer. Yesterday we played, tell you how we did, but I'll tell you about what also took place today Oh, my Lord, is the best way to describe the first game of today, the third day of the World Cup. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. MyPillow right now has amazing deals on towels. Normally, these towels cost $90. Cotton's grown right here in the USA of America. Tons of colors and styles to choose from. Ah, 40 bucks for you right now. That's right. Now, that's Thanksgiving love right there, kids. So what do you get? We're going to get two giant towels, right? You're going to get two amazing hand towels and two washcloths. Tons of colors and styles. 60-day money-back guarantee, but they're going to extend that warranty all the way out. They're guaranteeing everything all the way out. 
until March of next year if you buy before Christmas of this year. Oh, that's pretty nice. Super absorbent, which means when you dry yourself, you stay dried, as opposed to when you dry yourself, you're like, ah, the towel's wet. I'm still wet. This doesn't feel like a win. You'll feel like it's a win. Get your towels. Save big right now. Six-piece towel set at MyPillow by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson to save MyPillow.com slash Benson. Normally $90. Yours right now for the low, low price of $40. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. Polisic on the run. Polisic has way out. Polisic rolls it in. Tim way That's what I said because uh, that was our goal yesterday. Uh, about 30 minutes in the first half of the game against Wales, and our opening match is the World Cup in. Qatar, we looked great that first 45 minutes. I thought, man, we're going to beat Wales. This is it. This is a great start. Then the second half came, and the old American team showed up, and we were lucky to escape with a tie. Did not play well. Our manager, I don't get it. I don't know. Our best player sat on the bench. Now, I know he's been injured, and he's only like 18, but uh, he is he is amazing. Uh, maybe he's 19. In Gio Reyna, and instead of bringing him on to quiet the game down, you brought in a guy that I didn't even know was on the team. <laughs> if I would have been on the team, I would have been less surprised than the guy that you brought on yesterday. Oh, my God. So we play England on Friday, Black Friday. I have a feeling it's going to be a Black Friday for us, actually. I think, you know, I thought that this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, ah, we're going to get freaking boat raced. On Friday, even though we've played England, this will be the third time in a World Cup that we've played England. Till three World Cups, we've played England. And in those three World Cups, well, this will be the third. We have won one, the greatest upset, arguably, in soccer history. We have tied one, which is a shock. And this will be the third. Up there with one of the greatest upsets in world history in soccer took place this morning when the team that myself and many others predicted this was their time to shine. Argentina took on Saudi Arabia in the opening game of their group today. Lionel Messi, the great superstar, scored a penalty early in the game, 10-0. Argentina in control. They had a couple goals called back, but you were waiting. It was You were waiting for that moment. The floodgates are going to open. Those goals were so close to have called off sides. But, man, this is going to happen. Then the second half came. Tied at one. Now, I could play you the English version. But the Saudi announcer, oh, my Lord, did he bring it. Now, I know what you're thinking. How he's saying goal. No, he's not. He's, oh, like, oh, my God, that was so close. Allah, Allah, Allah. Hell of a goal. They won two to one. They upset Argentina. It was chaos. Here's the other thing. 
Saudi Arabia and Qatar, they share a border. That stadium today, I think it was like 78,000. It was standing room capacity. Uh, Decent amount of Argentinian fans, nothing compared to the Saudi fans. I mean, the Saudi fans were crazy. It was chaos. The, The sound coming from there was absolutely, it was a war. You could feel it from here. And the look on, I mean, to be in Argentina today, to see the headlines this morning, oh, God. Poor Lionel Messi. Mm. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. 321. I mean, 323-531-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. It was just, it was awesome to watch. Got up early, watched that as I came on into work, actually. Uh, Got here just in time to watch a vast majority of the game. And I kept thinking, oh, so, they're going to come back. They're not coming back. They're, they don't seem to be coming back. There's still time. Oh, they've got to be able to come back. They just never looked like they were going to score. Second biggest upset, potentially. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That's me, you're you. Stay beautiful, kids and kittens going to be busy you know that it's the holiday season it's a good time to put up your stuff so inside we've got a few things and we're still in the midst of the move and the whole nine yards uh uh because we're moving over to so my father-in-law passed away earlier this year and so you know mother-in-law wanted us close by uh we have a lot of property ish out there so we said, okay, you know, that's what we can do. What should we do? Should we sell these, both these houses, build, build two new houses, whatever we're going to do. So we decided to sell our house, but we still have some stuff. We're still moving it over, and we're like, we're, we're going through Christmas stuff, right? Because it's kind of like we're half in and half out. It's frustrating as hell. But, like, when's the time you put it? Is this the weekend you can start to put up? Because we have people in the neighborhood that have their stuff up, and I'm totally fine with that. I have kids, right? And Charlie gets, she's four this year. She understands. That Santa's coming. She gets it. You know, it's like with Halloween. She really got it this year. She didn't get it. She kind of got a little bit last year. When she was two, eh, I didn't really understand anything. And when she was one, obviously. But now she gets it. So she's excited. So we got a lot of blow-ups. And we got a lot of, like, we're going to make it look like it, you know, like Santa and and Christmas threw up everywhere. But I do want to know, like, when is the time? Like, that's acceptable. Because I saw my first Christmas tree lot last night on the way home. I thought, oh, it's a Christmas tree lot. It's a big one, too. Now, the trees were delivered, and there was a few up, but you could see the pile of them. Oh, it's like, oh, I just love me some Christmas. Travel? Eh, 
not so much. The busiest destinations, major American cities like New York, Orlando, and Los Angeles. Airports in Houston, Chicago, and Denver will also be very busy, especially on Sunday. All of the major airlines tell us that will be the busiest day going back home. Yeah, so normally I, you know, normally I take the Monday off. Because it's just easier, because I don't have to stress about getting home and trying to do stuff. But, oh, goodness me, am I looking forward to the drive back? No, because I think when you, it's oddly enough, the drive there tends to be at times a nightmare. The drive home, I rarely find it to be awful. But the flying, uh, you know what they say, you leave early, right? The best thing to do is if you can leave on a Tuesday, come home on a Saturday, you're golden. Right, Because you're still going to spend time with your family. You're leaving after you spend time with your family. You're able to get home in a situation where you're like, oh, I still got an extra day. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Indeed. Speaking of Thanksgiving, what is the cost? Because I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, it's getting more expensive. And every day I hear a new report out about how expensive the gobbler is our turkey costs are up about 20 percent, but we decided early on to not pass that cost increase through to try to help somebody uh stretch their budget so uh, you know it's a a fine balance and uh, we're going to do everything we can to help somebody stretch that budget all they can yeah which is awesome right there if you can do that he's the ceo right there that's randy mcmullen the ceo of kroger talking about what they're doing and the costs are up this year. There's no doubt about that. And people are deciding, you know, uh, should we buy a uh, you know, a chicken? Should we just forego it? I mean, we're going to be eating out because we're going to be. Uh... And it's so funny. People are like, you're eating out? I'm like, yes. But your mother lives in the city you're going to be in. I know. My mom doesn't like it. She's over it. She doesn't want to do it. There's no cooking. Which bums me because I do like. I look more forward to the, I think all of us do, to the uh, leftovers. But we're going out because we're also going to be in between hockey games. Because, yes, as you get a son like mine who likes to play hockey, you'll find out as you get older that they, if they get any decent skills and such things, guess what's going to happen to kids? They're going to uh, play every single holiday. I got the schedule last week of already the first part of next year, and there is not a holiday he's not playing. And my little brother, who's 25, and he played in the minors, and he'll tell you, he said to me, he goes, wait until he gets that even step a little bit further, gets that AAA level, then you will never have a Christmas. I'm like, ah, oh, for God's sakes. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. Kids, I just want to talk a little bit about something. It is Thanksgiving time, and we don't really understand uh, a lot of what happened in that first Thanksgiving and why we give thanks to certain things. You ready for Thanksgiving? Before you eat that turkey, I want to bust one myth. You've heard about that. Thanksgiving feast. Pilgrims and Indians sharing food. Sharing is nice in families and sometimes in small groups. But as Thanksgiving approaches, let's remember that when we pilgrims first came to America, we almost starved. People grew weak and thin. Some swelled with hunger. That's because we settlers acted like Bernie Sanders wants us to act. We farmed collectively. The corporation that funded our expedition said, grow food together, divide the harvest equally. Bad idea. Communal farming creates what economists call 
The tragedy of the commons. Oh, the tragedy of the commons. What is that? Well, it, it went south. They did not do well, if you will, in that first time that they thought, hey, it's winter, it's approaching, it's getting cool outside. What have we done through the summer? Let's all take a peek. Oh, my God, we didn't do anything. Well, some of us did. Some of us didn't. Some of us are hoarding. Some of us aren't. It, it, it was not a good situation. Think about a nice piece of land that ranchers hold in common. Anyone who wants to can bring their cattle to graze. The tragedy is that no individual rancher is much motivated to try to preserve that land. In fact, every rancher has the incentive to bring more and more cattle to the pasture. So they're going to continue to add cow after cow until the pasture is overgrazed and destroyed. One way to demonstrate that is to run experiments like this one. This is now your property here. I assembled a group of people and told them the circle is your shared land. You can furnish it with trees, people, whatever. And they did. Have a tree. Then I put some fake coins on their property and told them each coin is worth a buck. But if you can leave it in there for a minute, I'll give you two bucks. Now, this is pretty cool. So he's got this big circle. He goes out and he does this. He's got all these fake like gold coins, right? So he does this. And I'm give you guys two bucks if you can do this for every coin. I'm going to double it. But it's a wide open space, right? Wide open space. Each minute, it doubles in value. If they can wait, they can make much more money. Do they wait? Ready, set, go. Nobody waited? There was no reason to wait. Someone else would just grab your coins. Let's change the rules of the game. I divided the land into segments, so each person had his own property. Then we played the game again. Same rules. Every minute, the value doubles. Except you can only take coins from your property. Go. Nobody's doing anything. Why are you waiting? I want to reap the most benefit. You didn't wait last time. At that moment, I wanted it now. Whereas this is going up and it's mine, you know? Exactly. When you own property, you take care to preserve it, to allow it to keep producing good things. Which is awesome. So it's awesome. So he takes this big circle, and it's something you can do with your kids, which is great. So he he does. He puts like a little, you know, everybody gets these colored pens, you know, that you can use, uh, and like markers and whatnot, and, you know, and you draw a lake or a house or anything, and you do this, but it's just this big circle. There's nothing. And when he throws the money out there, they all just go in and just grab it. Why is that? Why doesn't everybody wait? Because you don't know if the person next to you is waiting or not. And you don't want to be the person without anything. So, you know, in your best interest, you must get what you can. But when he circles it, I mean, when he, when he, you know, he goes back and doubles the circle and then he puts lines through it with this tape. So everybody's got like, like, like a pizza and he puts the coins throughout. Nobody touches their coins. Nobody does. Why? Because there's no fear of the missing out it's mine the the benefits me not to do anything but keep my my property to myself so this benefits me tremendously oh the private property yeah because it's mine so we're all we're all doing equal we're sharing what we want to share not being forced or not trying to take what we can oh oh yeah 
but we pilgrims shared our land. So when the crops were ready to harvest, we did what these people did. Some of my neighbors sneaked out at night and grabbed extra food. Some picked corn before it was fully ready. The result? By the spring, our food stores were used up. The shortage of food was worse because of a second problem with the commons. When you share the results of your work, some people don't work hard. For it let an opportunity for some to take advantage and leave the work to others. Had that continued, Thursday would be known as Starvation Day. But fortunately, we were led not by Bernie Sanders or other commons-loving socialists, but by Governor William Bradford, who wrote in his diary, After much debate, I, William Bradford, assigned to every family a parcel of land. He did what I did here. The result? This had very good success, for it made all hands very industrious. We brought in a harvest that was more than enough to feed us. After such a success, we never returned to shared planting. Private property allowed us pilgrims to prosper and have that feast we read about in school. So this Thanksgiving, if you have a good meal, thank private property. Every day it protects us from the tragedy of the common. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. And you hear all these things like this beautiful land that we're going to have, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to all do it together, and we're going to do equal amounts, and it's going to be. And the reality is, is that happens when there are perfect people, and there aren't perfect people. There just aren't, and not everybody has capabilities to do amazing things, and there's always going to be an e, and and the human spirit will always try to push forward. And somebody's always going to end up doing better than somebody else. And the, that if you take from that person, eventually resentment will come in. And that person who is the person doing a lot over here or a lot over there, they're going to go, well, what's the use of me doing so much when I don't have to, if we're all going to get the exact same thing? They shared what they wanted to share, not because they were told, well, this is basically what happens. It's great. Something to think about, especially on this Thanksgiving. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. Reminder, uh, we end this show during this time of year with the amazing turkey drop from WKRP. We love doing it. And if you don't know it, it's just hilarious. I think you guys will find it funny. Uh, and if you've seen it, uh, the reminiscing of, oh, God, I remember that. It was just incredible. Uh, we'll do that later on in the show. It is the Chad Benson Show. Podcasts are American as hot dogs, apple pie, football, and sushi. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my goodness. No. Okay, maybe not sushi. Next time you have a craving for something sweet and tangy, download a Chad Benson Show podcast. Mm, boy. That is good. It's different because you get a little bit of saltiness. It's so good because it's sweet and salty at the same time. Get a taste on iTunes, iHeart, or Spotify and binge to your ears content. Oh, yeah. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Argentina, the South American champion and one of the tournament favorites, on the wrong end of a 2-1 scoreline against Saudi Arabia. Flating start for Lionel Messi's quest to win the one major title that's eluded him. 
He began proceedings with a fine penalty goal, but two goals by the Saudis in the second half was the difference. On the victory, their coach said, it's one of those matches where all the stars lined up for us. Argentina next plays Mexico on Saturday. Oh, Argentina, Argentina. Here's the one thing something like that does, though, when I watch a game like that today. It's, it gives other teams hope, right? It gives other teams hope. We play, we, we, we tied yesterday. We tied yesterday. And as God is my witness, it felt like a draw. I mean, it felt like a loss. It didn't feel like a win. It felt like an absolute loss. It did. But, and we're playing, you know, England who just rolled through, uh, you know, Iran. And, you know, speaking of that, that's the other side of things. Speaking of that, uh, when it comes to the, you know, Iran and, and, you know, human rights and all these violations that are going on over here, you know, we've got all of these people that threaten, we're going to wear rainbow armbands and we're going to do this. And you had a, uh, uh, a, uh, you know, a reporter yesterday who tried to wear a rainbow shirt in there and it wasn't anything crazy. It didn't, you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, pride this, you better watch out or else, you know, it's a, it, and, you know, they stopped him from going in. Grant Wallace's name. They stopped him from going into the, the stadium and they said, look, it's for your own best interest and et cetera, et cetera. But Iran yesterday, those guys and their fans took a stand. They didn't sing their national anthem. They kept their heads down because of what's going on over there in Iran, because of the 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 you know the death of the the young twenty one or two year old uh, lady who didn't wear her job, and then the morality police arrested her, and then she died of a heart attack. So a healthy twenty one year old dies of a heart attack, and of course nobody bought it, and the protest are growing every single day. And they took a stand yesterday. These are athletes that are the stars of their country in ways that we, you know, because we, you know, we have individuals, but this is a pride thing for their country. And they took a stand. And our guys over there are kind of afraid to, you know, to to take this. Now, the difference is, is you're taking a stand against your own country. Okay, that's fair. That's not these guys' fault. They didn't pick this venue. They didn't pick these this country to play in. But it was, you know, you want to talk about the reality of a, uh, of, of you know, because there's no doubt there'll be repercussions when they come home. Ain't no doubt about that. There's going to be repercussions. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, tweet at us, text the program. It is the holiday season. One of the things we always have to talk about and worry about are things like shipping and the potential of a nightmare that may be coming because of several other things, not just you have to have it on this date if you have it, to get it to where you want it by Christmas. The holiday shopping season officially kicks into high gear after Thanksgiving with the first shipments of gifts to follow. The nation's major shipping companies say they're in good shape to get shoppers' packages delivered to them on time this holiday season. The U.S. Postal Service, UPS, and FedEx say there are a few factors in play which will likely work in their and your favor. First, a lot of customers got an early start to their shopping. We're also expected to spend less this year due to inflationary pressures and that may reduce shipping volume. 
That's true. Except for there's maybe a rail strike coming up sooner rather than later. And that could be a nightmare for the holiday season. Not just getting your stuff, but even getting stuff to get it somewhere. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Ugly, indeed. Miss any show, grab the podcast. Tweet at us, at Chad Benson Show. Text the program, 323-538-2423. I checked Twitter. It's still there. Despite everybody's, uh, you know, excitement over its death. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. A few days away from Thanksgiving. We're so blessed to live in this country. I don't think people really understand how amazing it is to live here. And trust us, we uh, as a nation are doing everything we can between denying every election result that doesn't go our way to academia being out of control. And it is. Absolutely out of control. It's crazy how wacky academia has gotten. I deal with it every day. I see a lot of uh, interns come through here. Fortunate enough to to do a local show in the Phoenix market for a large station, KTAR. And uh, we got a ton of interns to come through here. And uh, some of them are woke. Vast majority of them are just here to do their thing and go. But it is it is crazy. How nutty it is. And academia, you know, you can say what you want about uh, a lot of things when it comes to, to, to you know, uh, the, the, the right's always looking for, well, a boogeyman. The left is always looking for a boogeyman. They had a great boogeyman in Trump. But eventually that's going to run out of steam and people are going to ask, okay, you can stop trying to scare us with him. The right's got their boogeyman, right? And that is critical race theory and all of those things. Ah! you know what settle down there on on that because the reality is some of that stuff is real very real now is it overblown of course because to make noise nowadays you have to be loud you have to scream you have to yell you can't just present something because we don't pay attention to that we don't if you showed me something and i'm like "Mm, okay you know that's good all right right you know you, you present it but to get the masses to pay attention it has to be big. It has to be bold. It has to be loud. It, it has to be something big. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think people understand that. Somebody who gets it, somebody like Bill Moore over this weekend, he was talking about academia. Historians look back at our time, they will not divide us into red and blue and Republican, Democrat. They're like, the things that were wrong with us were wrong with both sides in different ways. On the left, there is a rot, and it comes from academia, and and it filters down. Am I, am I wrong about that? That's where it's all coming from. Absolutely. There is a rot from academia, who live in these ivory towers, 
who wander around doing as little as possible while influencing children by giving them and young, impressionable young men and women crazy ideas about this country, talking about how much it's horrible and awful, pushing kids out there to 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 go and follow wacky ideas that don't actually work in communism and socialism talking about intersectionality and coming up with 5,000 genders and having this amazing victimhood, which is just chaotic. And by the way, they're, you know, psychologists are looking at victimhood. The victim mentality is like a real thing. And it is. It's scary. National Review's got a great piece on on this, this what they're looking at when it comes to this. But man, is it just fit the modern society when it comes to Always being a victim, having zero empathy for anybody else in being a victim, uh, wanting to punish those that they think victimize them, and some other interesting things in there, including essentially hijacking other people's pain to be angry for them which is the microaggressions and all of these things. And that's where it starts, academia. And it doesn't just start at the level of, of college, although it is, it, that's been there for a while. It is permeating throughout all of, of our education system. We have certain institutions in our society that you, you can call them epistemic institutions, which just means knowledge generating. And the, the academy is the premier one, the, the medical establishment, the courts are another. Um, and these only work if you have viewpoint diversity. They only work if I say something and then people are going to challenge me. Because when everyone's on the same side, someone says something crazy like, how about if we stop punishing people? And other people are afraid to object because that would seem to put you against a certain on your team. ability. Your team. And that's the way it is. You know, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I always thought that the whole thought of college was it's your first time out. You're going, you're going to get some knowledge. Part of that knowledge is going to be the fact that your ideas of your mother and father and where you grew up were going to be challenged. and You were going to learn new things. Now it's not that way. Now it's none of that things. Now the college is simply go conform, shut up. Go conform, shut up. And everything is based on race, gender. It's not based on ability. It's not. None of that stuff is based on any kind of ability. And when that happens, what we get is is what I think right. we call structural stupidity. Right. That is, you get <laughs> yes, that is, you get, we see it all the time. You get it's, really smart people, but you put them together, and they can't think straight, and they say stupid right. things from the left that just right. play really well on libs of TikTok and give the right wing right. lots of ammunition. And you get onion headlines as policy, which is so true. Which is so true. You know, it's funny. Uh, uh, the uh, I was like sitting there today before the soccer game started, and I was going through some headlines, just good, some goofy stuff. And one of them was the lady uh, that uh, uh, or I don't even the the person who won Celebrity Jeopardy. Now I don't watch Celebrity Jeopardy, and I or it was it was the Jeopardy the champions past or whatever. I guess that person's trans. Only thing in the headline, all that mattered 
was she was trans. Didn't matter anything other than that. You're trans and you won. And the only reason you won, apparently, is because you're trans. And there's a perfect example of the insanity that's out there. That makes that person somewhat better? Yes, of course it does, Chad. Because they're trans. Well, what else can you tell me about them? I don't know. Is there anything else? No, they're just trans. That's, 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 isn't that, is there, is there more? I don't know. Are they a human being? Are they a mother? Uh, were they a father? Uh, do they, you know, uh, uh, do they, I don't know, like snowboarding? I, I don't know. I mean, you just, but that was the only thing that was in the headline. And that's so academia. And that's exactly what they want. Wacky, wild, crazy ideas. And that right there, that last clip was so perfect about the fact that you get all these people together, quote unquote, really smart. And then they come up with stupid things because nobody pushes back. Nobody challenges them. And in their world that they live in, this this academic ivory tower, this bubble that is never breached whatsoever because they can't handle it. And the reason they can't handle it is because when you actually go, well, let's talk about how it really works, uh, you burst their bubbles. You do. You do. Earlier today on uh, Morning Joe, uh, the uh, Mike Barnacle, they were talking about uh, what took place in Colorado, horrific shooting, horrible. One of the other things they were talking about is uh, the trans situation when it comes to like kids in sports and legislation. What do, what do we do about public officials at local level, state level, federal level? who try to inject the fear of the very word transgender into school issues, that a transgender person might be trying to be on your son's or daughter's softball team. Right, and that, that's the that, biggest worry, right? That can't be allowed. Right. They're dangerous. Why are they dangerous? We never probe, we never probe the motive of these politicians who cheaply, absurdly, and evilly Throw that, th- throw that issue around. Right, because of the attention economy that we live in means they get more clicks for it. And they end up on Tucker Carlson. They end up on the highest rated show on cable news. And last night, by the way. By the way, I'll tell you why. Because my 12-year-old doesn't want to see a boy who says he's a girl but still has his boy bits in the locker room. It makes her feel uncomfortable. She has her feelings, too, but apparently not, because this person has jumped over your existence as a human being is less important than this person. And on other occasions, it's not fair. Let's just be 100% honest. It's not. It is not fair. Even the, uh, the, the big transgender law uh, you know, the uh, like Glad has its 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 law firms that works with one of them, you know, when they when they put out the. Uh, you know, all the things that they're going to argue and this is what we're trying to do. One of the things is uh, about transgender in sports. It says that when when the note got out or what it was leaked, it says, uh, yeah, don't 
try to talk about this. It's, it's a losing argument for us. There's no scientific uh, way that we can say that men aren't stronger, bigger, faster, because the reality they strictly are. And that's true. So, yes, is it uncomfortable if a male by birth, assigned at birth, is in a room full of girls and they're changing and they're like, we're all the same. And they're like, first of all, you're at an age where uh, even the girls around the other girls like, we're not all the same. And the second thing is, you've got Willie. And on the other side, let's just talk pure sports. If there is no advantage, why are we watching the Men's World Cup and not just the World Cup, men and women? Why is there a WNBA and an NBA when there should just be a NBA? 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all the other things. But yeah, I have to agree. Academia is a place for people who are living in ivory towers who do believe that they are absolutely 100% better than a lot of people around here because they believe because that that thing on the wall that they have gives them a right to be an a-hole because they think they know better. Never, ever, ever wanting to talk about stuff, discuss stuff, debate it, or even argue it outside of a Twitter war or just yelling at you. And when they start to lose, what do they do? You're a Nazi. It's easy to do, kids. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. My pillow has an amazing set of pillows on sale right this second. Uh, a deep discounts. So they've got deep discounts on the amazing mattress topper and the slippers and everything else. But they've got a super big discount on towels. Six-piece towel set, normally $90. Yours right this second for the low, low price of 40 bucks. Uh, on top of all of that, if you act before Christmas, they're going to send it to you, and your 60-day money-back guarantee is going to extend it all the way out till March of 2023. Two giant towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths delivered directly to you with cotton grown in the USA. Super absorbent. Actually gets all the water off of you, which a lot of towels is not lotiony or scratchy. You're going to love that, and that 60-day money-back guarantee is extended. So act now. Normally, 90 bucks. Deep, deep discounts on the My Pillow towel set, six-piece towel set, tons of colors and styles to choose from, just 40 bucks. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You stink like fear and white male privilege to me. I do often out myself verbally as a gender. My pronouns are they, them, and I'm proud to be a gender. Are you stupid? <laughs> Ruben! What? Are you kidding me? Not a great way to use your white privilege. Some people get it. Some people don't. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. What's trending? Oddly enough, 
couple things in there. Cutter, trending. Number one thing trending right now, Argentina. Argentina. Uno. Saudi Arabia, dos. Argentina upset today in the World Cup. Took on Saudi Arabia and were beaten two to one. Tunisia is trending. Vamanos, Mexico, trending. Mexican national team getting ready to play here in a little bit against Poland. Uh, tons of stuff. Maradona's trending. He has passed away, the great Maradona. But you know what he has? He has a World Cup. Doesn't have his life, but he has a World Cup. And Lionel Messi, the superstar of Argentina, doesn't have one of those. Oh, you correct, sir? You correct, sir? He does not. Lots of stuff on the old Twitter about said World Cup. Head over to Google. England, Iran. Number one trending thing yesterday. Two million. U.S. national team and Wales. In both English and Spanish. A million. 49ers crushing the hapless Cardinals in Mexico City last night. Argentina. Lots of that. Uh, Something else that's very interesting. Avatar. Is trending. So Avatar 2, they showed last night during the halftime. The, uh, I don't know what it's called, the Way of Water Avatar. And it looks amazing. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's otherworldly. But apparently, are you guys ready for this? According to them, because they asked him, James Cameron, the director, uh, how expensive was this movie? Roughly supposed to be $250 million, uh, give or take. He said, it's very effing expensive. According to them, to break even, they must do $2 billion. So you have to be in the top four of all time just to break even because of the whole Hollywood accounting thing. I have no idea how you're doing that. I, I do not know. Good luck with that. I mean, I, I've still never seen the first one all the way through. Because I'm like, eh, it's blue people. It's neat looking. It's like a video game. I'm moving on. It's not very nice, Chad. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, and all the other things. This here be the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, I'm not a big fan of let's impeach everything, let's fire everybody, and tit for tat, which is, I think we're going to see a lot of that now that the Republicans are going to take the House. There's going to be a lot of investigations. And I'm not saying we don't investigate some things. I think things can get out of hand, and I think we can get to a point where all that we're doing uh, from either side is investigation, investigation. One of the things we're talking about doing is investigating and potentially impeaching uh, Mayorkas, who's the Homeland uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary. I have zero problems with that. I think he's done a piss poor job would be great at this point on the border and he has not done that 
And everybody knows that. And I want everybody to understand this. It's December 21st. Title 42 is still in place. That is the pandemic era uh, program that was put in by Trump and the CDC that essentially allows our border troll to almost immediately expel people. Within 15 minutes, you're back across the border because of COVID. That is finally coming to an end. And Border Patrol is said when that happens, the explosion that we think we're seeing now is going to be nothing compared to what's coming. People along the border have had enough. Yesterday, I spoke with John Fines, who is a, uh, uh, a, he's a city council person in Yuma. And he was on our local show. We asked him questions. And I thought it'd be interesting to play some of this about what some measures are that people are taking, people who are right there on the border. To the point where they're hiring armed guards and security guards to protect their property. We had three different families that live immediately on the border that hired guards to come in and watch over. One of them, um, one of the companies was actually uh, armed guards, and I was kind of surprised to find them there. I couldn't tell if the other two uh, that were standing guard were armed or not, but... During these searches, and especially um, when people don't want to stay on the border because Border Patrol is so overwhelmed with people coming across, people have walked away from the border. They've made their way through town. Um, A lot of these people um, could have been gotaways as well, those people who aren't turning themselves in. Um, But, yeah, the numbers were amazing uh, and still have been amazing. Interestingly enough, though, just a point of clarification, where Governor Ducey put up those containers, that's specifically where two of the homes were. And they have not had to employ those armed guards since then, uh, deploy additional resources to keep people out of the fields. Which is great. So uh, a lot of governors that are on the border trying to come up with ways to do something. Our governor here in Arizona decided he's going to put up put up shipping containers because uh, they were supposed to build a wall. and They've been promising forever and a day. And, and you know, the, 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 the people and the powers that be get, you know, told, oh, yeah, we're going to totally do this. And then they don't do it. I mean, we saw, was it last month, El Paso, where they were basically the White House was pressuring their mayor in El Paso don't say anything about the numbers. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's the president. They're putting, you know, using the power of the office to put pressure on people not to tell everybody the truth. Well, you've got people that are hiring armed guards to protect their house because people are just walking up into their homes. It's insane. So this is some more from Jonathan Vines, who is a council person in Yuma, Arizona, and what people are doing and the desperation they feel. People are right along the border. Well, you had people coming in through their yards at all hours of the day, some people knocking on the door. And, of course, you know, living rurally um, where you don't really have any other resources at your beck and call. You're outside of the city limits. You're going to rely upon other law enforcement to get there and being rural. It takes a long time. But the people that were coming across in those areas, the numbers were so large that they were seeking refuge anywhere they possibly could. So they had gone into people's homes on uh, two or three different occasions. Most of them were camping out and defecating in their yards. 
Um, and they had had enough of it. They couldn't keep people away. They left their homes for a couple of days, came back with, with uh, guards uh, to keep people off of the, the premises. What are you doing defecating somebody's yard? What do you what do you think you are, right? You know, what is this, San Francisco? But it shows you the desperation that people have, the, the anger that people are feeling, and rightfully so. Because let's be real. This is a nightmare, and this is a nightmare uh, that is all this president's fault. We could talk about past presidents that have done very little and Congresses that have done very little when there was opportunity to do something and they didn't. But the truth is, this is all about this president ignoring what's going on, promising. You had last week Schumer come out and essentially say, we need to give a pathway to citizenship to 11 million people. And let's not forget what is coming with Title 42 being gone. I've spoken with a number of community officials as well as nonprofit organizations along the border, and they are bracing for another increase of migrants. In fact, overnight, the city of El Paso, city officials there started to ask the federal government for more funding to keep their migrant processing facility open because they are anticipating another influx. So think about that. What if it doubled? I mean, what have we seen? Realistically, five million since Biden's taken over? So you throw five million out there and they're expecting at least probably another million gotaways. And this was over the two year period. So six million. What's next? If they're talking about a massive influx of people, people are desperate and they're arming themselves or getting guards to protect themselves. It's nuts. You know, when I was at McAllen, uh, our buddy uh, uh, Sergio, Sergio, my man down there at uh uh, you know, KURV, we, he, he took us out, right? So we go out and we're, 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 a rancher was kind enough to take us and he's literally on the border, like the Rio Grande, his place butts up to the Rio Grande. And, you know, this, this rancher was kind enough to take us out there and he's showing us like, yes, yeah, where I found a dead person. And, you know, I put water out here cause I just don't want people to, you know, it, it is, it is, first of all, as a human being to see it, and to understand the plight that another human being's going through is one thing. But to understand that the way that we're going about doing the things that we're doing isn't working. So it's a rinse and repeat, and it's poor. It's poor at best. It is. When you're not trying to stop people coming here, and in many ways you're encouraging them to come here, by doing that, if something tragic happens, I blame that on you. I do. There are fixes in this, but because the powers that be, and this is both sides of the aisle, don't want to actually fix this because the problem itself is too much of a moneymaker for them, that's frustrating. That's absolutely frustrating. 323 2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram. Love hearing from every single one of you. I do. I do. Oh, baby, do I? Tell you what. I just, uh, uh, speaking of stuff that should be frustrating. If you're in Idaho right now, how frustrated are you with all the weirdness that is going around? So you've had in Moscow four college kids murdered. Heinously murdered murdered then anthony sends me something late last night 
There's a dog not too far away from there. Completely skin. No, nah, this is totally separate. How do I know? First of all, I don't believe anything you guys say anymore. And I don't know if it's because you're idiots or if it's because you just don't have the capability with what you have. But it every day, this seems to be getting weirder and weirder. And there is zero suspects. We continue to mourn for the victims. More than a week after the killings of four University of Idaho students, the mystery over who murdered them only deepens. As investigators search the crime scene, police revealing who is not considered a suspect, beginning with the two roommates asleep in the home as four others were stabbed to death. How does one individual kill four people at night and not wake up the other two roommates? I don't even know that information at this point in time, and that's why we're continuing to investigate. Yeah. I mean, again, that's a very fair question. And how, how, did the, how, does, how does one individual, and again, if it is one, kill four people and the other three who are killed don't wake up at all? Right? That's weird, too. And then when you find out a few days later, oh, yeah, there was roommates and they were sleeping and they're fine. What? Police able to clear the roommates as suspects, adding that one of their phones was used to place the 911 call just before noon that day. A homicide by stabbing. The murder weapon we know is a fixed blade knife, generally much stronger than a kitchen knife and commonly used in hunting. Police say all four victims were likely sleeping at the time of the attack, but some possibly woke up and defended themselves. There were stab wounds on the hands of it, uh, at least one of the students that make it appear that it would be defensive wounds. Yeah, well, I, I would assume so, unless this person is like a ninja. Like, out, that's that's the 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 absolute, like, you, I mean, well, that's where we are at this point, right? Like, well, could it be a ninja? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I mean, they've got zero. They have zero DNA. And then one of the big things was they 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 brought up the subject of they made several calls to somebody's boyfriend or a call, and the the boyfriend or the ex boyfriend, the her family, the murder victim's family is like, no, we know him. He would never do it. We know him. We are one hundred percent positive he did not do it. This is former NYPD detective Pat Brosen. Uh, a talking about this right here. Uh, here we are nine days. You ever watched uh, 48 hours further? You get away from the, from, from the K uh, the, the, the murder, the colder it gets from your vantage point. It's nine days in, where do you see this? Uh, what do you think is happening? Well, first Charles, in relation to your observation concerning their lack of experience, listen, I'm sure they're, they're terrific guys and they're doing the absolute best they can. This is a massive case, intense media scrutiny, and not only do they not know who he is in terms of an identification, they don't even have a description, and he is at large, he or she is at large. This is a very, very serious matter, extremely serious. Yeah, that was the other thing, because remember they came out last week, and what did they say? Well, they said, uh, uh, nobody's got anything to worry about. That was like on Monday. Oh, okay. So, So then everybody thought, well, maybe it was just somebody who was... You know, it was a fentanyl overdose or a poisoning. So, and then they're like, well, it was a, you know, it was an edge weapon. You're like, well, wait a minute. When it was an edge weapon, so they were stabbed to death? Cut up? The whole nine yards? Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, well, maybe you guys should worry. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And, and he's not, he's being honest. Look, they may be great guys. They're not set up for this, right? It's small town. 
This is not, you know, uh, you know, a, a dr- little drug bust that went bad. This is not a crime of passion between a drunk ex-boyfriend and a girlfriend. Uh, this is this is four kids that were brutally murdered, and then you've got the entire world looking at you. So that puts even extra stress on you. But you have zero leads. But this is unbelievable that they could be murdered so savagely on two floors, four individuals, and the others would not have heard it and fled or in some way have been involved and, and got got the heck out of there. It's extremely unusual series of facts. Yeah. How? What happened? Again, crazy. The amount of time that goes by, it gets further and further away from them actually catching. And when they said they don't have any DNA, I just thought to myself, this is a trip. What about the, the, the clock ticking nine days? Uh, it, it, does it become exponentially more difficult to track down the, the culprit? One thousand percent. The clock is ticking and it's ticking against law enforcement. Yeah. Every day that ticks by is a day against them gaining new evidence against them, tracking them in terms of the proximity to the crime. They're moving further away from the crime in time and in space, prospectively. Not even a composite sketch of the assailant. Yeah. Mystery, indeed. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. You got to think somebody knows somebody something or somebody's going to spill something to somebody. I heard something. I found something. Uh, I don't know if it helps or whatever. And that down the road, you know, but the longer it goes, further away it gets from a chance to catch him. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. Got to give you my football picks. Again, I'm out tomorrow and then taking the rest of the week off, enjoying some time with the family, get to see my, my, uh, I always like to say my little one, my little one is four. Jack used to be my little one, and he's about nine feet tall now. Not quite taller than Dad, but uh, getting there. That's for darn sure. Uh, last week, not a bad week for me. My football picks. Got a win last night, 49ers in uh, Mexico City, taking on the Cardinals and uh, laying the whoop on the Cardinals. On the Cardinals, laying the whoop. The big whoop. By the way, Mexico City today, well, they were NFL crazy a little bit yesterday. Uh, We'll be uh, soccer crazy, the World Cup uh, today. Mexico takes on Poland. Big stunning upset already in the World Cup. Was not us. We should have won yesterday. We did not. Uh, But uh, the fact that uh, Argentina lost today 2-1 to to Saudi Arabia is, like, massive. Like, that's one of those kind of things you're like, what just happened? Uh, But... I am currently 99-62-1, so I don't want to think that, hey, Chad, you know, you, you give us these numbers, but are, are you actually giving the picks? Are you just making stuff up as you go? No, 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 kiddos. I'm giving you the picks. This week, all right, so these are the NFL picks this week I'm going to make for you. 
So you can, you know, again, if you want to bet the house, feel free to do so. Uh, but just don't tell them I had you do it because I don't want to get in trouble. You know, I don't, what do you think? I'm a crypto guy. So uh, the Bills, Lions, the Bills actually played in Detroit this past weekend as a home game because of the massive snowstorm. In fact, they couldn't even get out of the airport. The neighbors and all the Bill Mafia, as they like to call them, came over and they got the airport cleared so the team could fly out. They sold out most of the seats in Detroit because Detroit's like, oh, we got to see a really good team. It's the Bills, not our team. Boy, you get it. The Bills happen to be playing Detroit this week as well. So they didn't even go home. Uh, but take the Bills over the Lions this weekend. Cowboys, Giants, these again, Thursday games, Turkey Day, uh, go Cowboys at home. Vikings, Patriots, take the Vikings. Then we've got the regular slate of games this week. Dolphins, Texans, take the Dolphins. Titans will beat the Bengals. Panthers over the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Jets, even though I think it's kind of a pick'em game between the Bears, because, man, the Jets look awful last week. Commanders beating the Falcons. That's what I have. Buccaneers over the Browns. The Ravens beating the Jags. Seahawks beating the Raiders. Chargers beating the Cards. 49ers over the Saints, Sunday night game, Rams-Chiefs. Chiefs will win that one easily. And then uh, uh, Eagles-Packers take the Eagles. And then Monday night's game next week will be the Colts and Steelers. Take the Colts to win that game as well. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. If you miss any of the program, grab yourself Yield Podcast. Wherever great Yield Podcasts are available. Your iTunes, your Spotify, and whatnot. And whatnot. And if you get get the third out of the show. So if you don't get the third out of the show, bang on your program director in your local area to make sure you get that third hour of the program. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. I'm excited. It is my Friday. Taking a few days off. Going to spend some time with uh, young Jack and the family out in Southern California. Going to watch him play in a hockey tournament. As uh, uh, as many of you know, I've got a 12-year-old son. So we'll pick him up tomorrow in San Diego. Uh, and then we'll head off uh, down to Orange County, where he's got a big hockey tournament. Because when you're at this age, sports is important for a boy. And when you're at this age and you play hockey, every holiday is a hockey tournament. That's what I've been told. Because my little brother played hockey. In fact, he retired a couple years ago. He got in, he was in the minor leagues. Uh, and the reality was is we never saw him around Christmas or Thanksgiving because he was always in hockey tournaments. And it got to the point where literally Christmas Day, he's got two games and it, it's crazy. So I'll be heading down, but many of you are going to be on the road. It's going to be ugly and nasty. Be safe out there. That's all I'm asking, kids. Not saying too much other than that. Uh, gas prices through the roof. Get ready. The price of gas falls more than a dime, but still not enough to break a Thanksgiving record. The national average for a gallon of gas down 11 cents in the past week to $3.65 a gallon, according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. But that's still the highest price ever for Thanksgiving week. 
The cheapest gas in Texas, where it now costs two ninety two a gallon, down nearly five cents from last week. The most expensive, California. The price at the pump, an average of $5.03 a gallon. That's down more than 17 cents from a week ago. Oh, I'm super excited because I'll be in California. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. I just, uh, you know, the thought process of going out there and paying that much money. So we try to time it but because we're going to do too much traveling. So normally what we try to do, if we were just going to San Diego, is we would get our gas just across the border in Yuma, and then we'd head down, spend the weekend in San Diego, and we'd try to make it back across without having to spend all of our money on stupid-ass gas. I'm just telling you guys. But it is going to be chaos this weekend. I was talking to producer Anthony before the show today, and he was saying yesterday he's 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 out here in Phoenix. He's like, look, I'm gonna I'm staying in you know town doing nothing, and I was just gonna go get some food and stuff for the little Thanksgiving holiday. And lo and behold, he's like, I couldn't even think about getting into the parking lot. It was so chaotic. I'm like, I understand. It has been and it, and where I live, the snowbirds are out. Oh, everywhere. And it's crazy. So uh, people, again, like I said, be careful out there because it's going to be busy. People are ready to travel and ready to see faces and ready to not worry about the extra policies and changes and just get back to normal stressful travel. Yeah, normal stressful travel where you're like, I miss my connection or I can't find my luggage or those kind of things. And it wouldn't be the holiday season, the Thanksgiving season, if we didn't talk about the fact that somebody's got a pardon a damn turkey. The votes are in. They've been counted and verified. There's no ballot stuffing. There's no foul play. The only red wave this season is going to be a German Shepherd commander knocks over the cranberry sauce on our table. They are big turkeys, aren't they? My fellow Americans, please welcome 2022 National Thanksgiving turkeys, chocolate and chip. Ah, chocolate and chip. Is that the dumbest thing our presidents do? Is it? By the way, speaking of turkeys, so off, like, he's talking to the guy who brings the turkeys, right? So that's what you do. You're president of the United States, you know, they come over from some farm and they say, hey, you know, what farm are you with, blah, blah, He's talking to the guy about, hey, how many turkeys you got? How, how many turkeys you got down there? You raise it. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. Anyway. Do you want to talk? Wait. Wait. What? Did you just say that you, some of the countries you've been to are full of turkeys? Now, remember, if Trump would have said that, and I don't want to bring this back to Trump, the insanity of like, how dare he insult people like that? How dare he say something like that? How dare he be evil like that? How dare he say something? Oh, my God. He's a racist. He's evil. He's scum. Oh, it just crazy. Let's do this again. How many turkeys you got? Listen to what he says. How, how many turkeys you got down there? You raise it. God love you. Nine and a half million turkeys. I tell you what, that's like some of the countries I've been to. Anyway, do you want to talk? Nobody wants to talk, right? Do you want to talk? Because I've obviously put my foot in again. I just want everybody to know that. I pardoned, cho- uh, cho- was it chocolate and chip? And now I put my foot in it again by saying, uh, the countries that I've been to is full of nothing but turkeys. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. If you're new to the show, if you listen for years, uh, coming up, the bottom of the hours, we end the show every single last show before Thanksgiving. We play the great WKRP turkey drop. 
And we'll get a little bit more into it in detail, but if you've never, ever heard the turkey drop, WKRP was a sitcom in the early 80s, and they were famous. Their most famous episode ever was the turkey drop, and we do it at the end of every show uh, just to remind everybody that, yes, times used to be fun and wacky, and it is actually based on something that really happened. That's what's crazy. Oh, my Lord. I can't believe it's really happened. Speaking of crazy, uh, she's our vice president. Man, is she awesome. So that's what life is. It's basically a relay race. And so the people who are heroes, whichever gender they are, they ran their part of the race. And then they passed us a baton. And the question is, what will we do with the time we carry the baton? I don't know what that means. I don't think. Wait, what? What are you talking about? I don't think anybody knows what she's talking about. Vice President of the United States continues. Never let anyone take your joy from you. I call myself a joyful warrior, right? Never let anyone take your joy from you. You do what you got to do. And isn't that a wonderful way to live, to know you have purpose? I call myself a joyful warrior. (sighs) God. What's the latest I heard about her is... They're worried about her if he steps down and her running. Like he's saying, I'm not going to run. And the thought process is try to make a deal where she swaps with Gavin Newsom and she becomes governor of California and he becomes vice president and they could pass the baton, as like she likes to say. Good God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram. Getting some nice messages. Excited for the holiday season. That's for damn sure, kids. I'm just telling you guys, I'm super excited for the holiday season. I think a lot of people are. Here's something, though. All kidding aside, we've been having a little bit of fun today. The reality is there's something that is going on that is going to make everybody uncomfortable, and it's going to cost people some money. Uh, and that is something that nobody's talking about. And there's the fact that we are going to have a potential railway strike. Now, why is this important? Well, a vast majority of our products in some way, shape or form will visit the railway coming to or fro the potential. Are you ready for this? The potential is $2 billion a day in loss to the economy. This labor dispute is among freight train workers, the people who keep supply chains running and deliver everything from coal to water to Christmas presents. And if they walk off the job, it could cost the economy $2 billion per day. Now, the rail workers want better pay and more sick leave. They say work conditions have suffered because of major cutbacks across the industry in recent years. The White House has been trying to broker a deal, but a strike could begin as early as December 5th if no agreement is reached. Now, let's just put this in perspective. They're going, what they agreed upon, because remember, we talked about this early summertime, because they had avoided one, and then the second one that they were getting ready to go, because they avoided one, and and they're like, okay, we'll, we'll continue with our temporary contract while we push forward in negotiation. And the White House thought they had a deal. But when they put it to their voters, you know, the union members, they shot it down. And the insanity of of all of this is the fact that, look, this is we think our supply chain is a hot mess now. Getting stuff, even if it arrives here, may be a mess. We move a lot of goods and a lot of raw materials uh, that uh, keep power plants going and, and water facilities. The list goes on and on. On and on and on and on. UPS trains, Amazon. 
there's a number of, of items that uh, move across this country uh, day in and day out by rail. So yeah. that impact uh, would be felt, uh, I would believe, by about every person out there uh, in one form or another. Yeah. And so the thought is, I mean, you strike while the iron's hot, is the, is the old saying. And when you do that, we'll think about when the iron would be the hottest. It's a holiday season. The opportunity to, quote unquote, strike while the iron hot would make it very uncomfortable, especially for retailers and everybody else. And so somebody asked the question, said, well, what would happen if how many trucks would we need to replace this? About a half a million. It ain't happening. So this is going to affect potentially everything when it comes to all of us and what we're doing this holiday season if they go on a strike. So just be prepared for that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the things, kids. All of the things. Feel free to tweet at me, text the program. My pillow right now is pillows on sale. Deep discounts. Normally they cost, are you ready for this? $90. And so your towel set, right? 90 bucks. 90 bucks from my pillow. Except they've cut the price for to $40 for you. Now, that's a gobble-gobble of savings right there. See what I did? On top of that, you're going to get six towels, right? The big towel, the hand towels, the washcloths. But get ready for this. They're not only going to cut it down to 40 bucks. They're going to give you an extended, instead of 60-day money-back guarantee, all the way out to March of next year. So it's a money-back guarantee, meaning if you don't like it, you send it back. These things are made with cotton grown right here in the USA. It is fantastic, great for your body as far as it's not lotiony feel. It soaks up the water. But normally $90, yours $40, and the extended warranty and guarantee is right there. Get it right now by going to MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson, MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. Polisic on the run. Polisic has way out. Polisic rolls it in. Tim way Ah, that was us yesterday taking the lead against Wales in the uh, World Cup opening match in our group against Wales. Wales came back. Uh, we dominated the first half. I thought, how are we? We're not going to lose this. Second half, like a whole new team came out for Wales and for us. And they dominated the second half. Uh, quite frankly, I thought we were lucky to escape with a tie. It was not a good look. Uh, I think we're better than Wales. We just, something happened in the second half. That's for sure. Wales found something. And uh, now we head into Black Friday. Uh, not shopping, but taking on England, who crushed Iran in the morning. But the upset of upsets took place not but just a little while ago. One to nothing at half. Two goals called back. It was just a matter of time before Argentina put this game away. But then suddenly, Saudi Arabia, a neighbor of Qatar, and the stadium was full of Saudi Arabian fans. The neighbor of Qatar tied the game. But it's okay. There's plenty of time. It can't happen, can it? It can't happen. Saudi Arabia can't beat Argentina. Team I predicted was going to win the World Cup. It just can't happen. Lionel Messi, this is it. This is his penultimate thing. This is the thing that he was born for. There's no way 
Now, I could play the English version of the call, but it's not as good as the Arabic version of the call. And boy, are they excited. How exciting. And now, now in the middle of this, you hear this. That's not goal. He's, oh, and then the guy gets the ball again. Yeah, he scores, and they're screaming, Allah, Allah, Allah. Well, I'll tell you right now, there is an issue where they're screaming, Allah, Allah, in, in Argentina right now. I can't even imagine. Like, we are pissed and angry. A little bit here in this country, but we're going on with our lives. In places like Argentina, this is it. This entire country stopped down to watch this game. And the loss today? So the chances of getting out of your group with a loss is 11%. If you win your opening game, it's 84%. Saying that, some teams start slow. Italy has notoriously been a slow starter. In fact, in 98, when they won, not 98, 2002, when they won the World Cup, they tied one game. You know who that was against? The United States, who got, we got smoked by everybody else. Oh, it was ugly. Ugly today. Ooh, the papers back home are not going to be kind to the Argentinians. Uh, my prediction is, uh, well, you know what? Hard to predict at this point in time. I'll tell you that right now. Because you go and you look, we got to play. Friday against England, everybody's expecting England to run roughshod on us, which is a very distinct possibility. But based on today, you just never know. And we still have Denmark versus Tunisia today, which, of course, I'm going to watch. Uh, we've got uh, the, the, the Mexican team taking on Poland and then the world champion French, who won the last World Cup with missing half their team right now because of injuries, uh, takes on uh, the good old boys from down under Australia coming up later and you just don't know what's going to happen the interesting thing though about the game in the morning uh, this morning against tunisia and denmark is christian erickson will be playing now you guys might remember this because i talked about it and it was all over the news two years ago he was the guy who died on the field in front of the world collapsed had a massive heart attack and died on the field during the European Soccer Championships, and then they brought him back to life. They were shocking him on the field. They were doing all that. The world was watching. His team was around him. His wife's on the field. You know, and and it was it was crazy. Then he went and he got a defibrillator put inside of his heart. And people thought, well, he's never going to play again. He not only is he playing, he is thriving, and he will be captaining his team today in the World Cup. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us, text to program. Again, bottom of the, I mean, the, the last segment of this hour. We do it every year for Thanksgiving. It is our WKRP uh, turkey drop portion of the program. And if you've never, ever seen the episode, it's amazing. Uh, but it is funny. We play ourselves out as we head off to our little Thanksgiving break. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday for our final push towards the end of the year. But it, you guys will love it. If you've never heard it, it's incredible. Uh, it's a WKRP turkey drop. We'll have that at the end of the hour. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into this hour, including 
Free range kids. And we've talked about this before. This isn't what I think that is. This lady here, uh, I don't know what she and her husband are doing when it comes to her children. We'll talk about that. Plus, Satan in schools, because why not, right? Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, coming up, WKRP Turkey Drop. Play it every single year at this time. We enjoy it. It's fun. Make you laugh, which is always nice. That's what we try to do as well. But sometimes you just got to sit back and let the masters of chaos do it. And that's what WKRP was. And, you know, it's funny. People used to always ask me, like, People watch TV shows about TV shows. I'm like, is that real? Or they watch movies about movies. Is that real? Some of it is. When you watch WKRP and people go, how real is that? You're like, that's pretty much as spot on as it gets. That is radio. That's how chaotic and crazy it was. So we'll have that coming up in a little bit. Speaking of chaotic and crazy, this woman who, her and her husband, I don't know if you call it her husband, right? Like, Because nobody does that anymore, right? This is, this is my partner. She and her partner slash husband have decided to let their kids free range. Now, uh, I will tell you this. uh, I'm a pretty free range parent when it comes to a lot of things. But there's a limit, right? Right. There there is a there is a limit. When it comes to parenting. This lady is not a free-range parent. She's a, a I-don't-care-what-you-do parent, right? She is, and it's insane. So uh, she lives in Texas. Emmy is nine. Murphy, seven. Ripley, five. Indy, two. Those are her kids. She lets them do whatever they want to do. And by that, I mean Whatever they want. Short of committing crimes, I would hope that she would stop that. But short of committing crimes, she didn't care what they do. Little boy wants to wear a dress because her older sister does. Gets to wear a dress. You want to eat sand? I said it. You want to eat sand? Go ahead and eat sand. You'll learn your lesson and grow. Right? You're like, what? Oh, but it gets better, kids. It gets better. Uh, Go to bed when you want. Eat what you want. You don't want to wear shoes when we're out in public. You don't have to wear shoes. You don't want to have any nutritious, balanced diet. You don't have to do any of that. It is not. She calls it gentle parenting. No, it is you let your kids run free and wild and let them do what they want. Now, kids, we've gone the opposite way in a lot of ways where we've allowed kids no freedom. We've allowed them to think that they're free, but only based on the fact that we have planned their entire life for them. Who they can play with, when they can play, how they play. We've given everybody a trophy, and that is not the answer. The answer, I used to just call, you know, parenting, parenting. My mom parented, your mom parented. We allowed, uh, we were allowed a certain amount of freedom. And as we showed that we could be trusted with that freedom, our freedom grew. Not her. If you want to drink coffee all day, yes. 
Now, she did say this. Look, uh, they're not doing espresso shots. Okay. 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 She says, I, I want them to work things out for themselves, like the sand thing. Right? Like, they're going to let them eat sand. What would you do in that situation? I would say, uh, look around. Do you see anybody else here eating sand? No. Now, when you're two, I exp- you're, you're going to do silly things like, I get that. But if you're seven? Come on. This, this is like, it's, you're, you're not their friend. You're their parent. You're supposed to guide them. You're not supposed to knock everything out of the way. You're not supposed to save every moment that potentially could be disastrous in life because you need learning moments. But I'll be damned if you should just allow them to do whatever they want. And here's the other side of it. You're going to turn these kids loose on the world. And by that, I mean not tomorrow, because again, what is it, nine, seven, five, and two, but you are going to allow them to go to school, right? It's like, or you're not. Because if you allow them to go to school, that's a weird thing. Like, what if they don't want to pay attention and ruin everybody else's day? What if they just want to get up and walk outside? What if they don't, what if they told they have to wear shoes, but you tell them, no, you don't have to wear shoes? Like, that's the issue. I just, when I saw this, I'm like, there's no way those kids are going to school. Those kids are screaming, co-op, stay at home. I'm just saying. That's not parenting. It's not. And the free-range parent movement, again, it used to just be parenting. Of letting your kid ride a bike to school, letting your kid do things as they grow older, that is gone because places are so insane. She's in Texas, and Texas right now has a situation where you've got a mom and her husband have pretty much lost a vast amount of, of their life. They've lost their livelihoods, they've, they're, the potential to lose their children, because they let one of their kids walk home from school when he was throwing a fit, and then somebody called the police on him. So it's so bizarre. It is. It's so bizarre. Like yesterday was talking about this. And be like, well, what was the age when you were able to do stuff? I said, when I was like eight, nine and 10, you know, I mean, I go to the park because we had a park probably a block and a half away uh, in, a, in a quiet little neighborhood. I say quietish neighborhood. It wasn't, you know, it was just middle class, little quiet neighborhood. It was a small little park, but they had soccer games and, and I would love soccer and I would go watch the soccer games over there. That was it. Right. You know, I never worried about being kidnapped or taken. My family never worried about any of those things, stranger danger, any of that stuff. Uh, But, you know, when I was 10, 11, I was riding my bike to school and my bike, my school is probably four or five miles away, maybe further. I'd ride my bike to school every day. It was just no thought that anything bad was going to. Now you couldn't allow that. But my mother was not going to let me at five or seven or eight decide I want to stay out all night. And, well, they'll learn. That's that's there's a difference between giving kids opportunities and freedoms and just neglect 323-538-2423 at chad benson show is your twitter tweet at us text the program you know what yeah we've got all the other things in school so why not have a little bit of i don't know satan what yeah yeah satan the satanic temple says it's not interested in converting children to satanism but will focus on free inquiry and rationalism the scientific basis for which we know what we know about the world around us 
The school district sent a letter informing parents about the club, adding they do not endorse the group's activities or services. And while organizers insist they aren't teaching students anything religious, their beliefs are firm. Meetings are set to begin next month, but students will need a signed permission slip to attend. How do you bring that home? Hey, Mom, I'm really interested in the Satan Club. A lot of stuff going on there. It's all about free will and doing all your own thing. And uh, uh, what are you thinking? Are we, are we down with this? Are we good with this? Or, or It's an elementary school. Organizers say they meet in public schools where religious groups like the Good News Club meet. They say a 2001 Supreme Court ruling opened the door to groups like theirs because the ruling said a school district could not discriminate against a religious group based on their viewpoints, saying free speech was violated when those groups were excluded from meeting during after school hours in a public facility. Yeah. So uh, we got the Satan Club coming up. So be prepared for that excitement. I just uh, you asked the question again and again. How do we get here? You know, so uh, we're going to allow the Satan Club to enjoy themselves uh, in it's a private club. Now, I don't know how many people are going to show up. I don't know how many people are going to be enthused by it. How many parents are even going to allow it? Even if you're like, I don't believe in God, but I don't think that you we're going to send you to the Satan Club. I'm just we're, we're gonna we're gonna not you know this isn't called the rationale club or this isn't called the the atheist club or this isn't called the agnostic club it is the the Satan club and there's uh, something that comes with that I'm I'm sure and I know you're not into recruiting but if you weren't truly into recruiting then why are you there doing it I I can't I don't know how many people are showing up to I don't. I could not tell you. One, two, five, ten, mm, zero. It's a possibility of zero. That's for sure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Speaking of Satan, they still believe he's Satan, and I love listening to people freak out over Trump potential to be on Twitter. What do you think of him being back on Twitter? I think it's a terrible mistake, and you're absolutely right. As we showed in the January 6th hearings, the president used that platform to incite that attack on the Capitol. Um, Congresswoman Waters, your reaction to Trump being back on Twitter? I'm terribly disturbed about it because I know uh, that he's going to try and use it to continue to organize his constituency. Uh, It also gives him an opportunity to try and make people believe why he should be president of the United States. What, wait, what? What's wrong with that? I mean, that's the, again, uh, yeah, that's silly. And he's not on Twitter. Now, they've allowed him back. He isn't back there. That's uh, for damn sure. And I don't know if he's going to go back. From what I understand, he signed a contract because there's a chance that, that the truth and the media network might be bought. So he signed a contract, and apparently he can't tweet or if he does tweet, it has to be after he truths, and it has to be a certain time that goes by. I mean, you guys kind of get where I'm going with this. So I, I don't know exactly what that that entails, but just the thought of him being on Twitter and oh my god, and mm, it is crazy just to listen to people lose their blanking mind. It is, and we talked about it earlier in the show. About the fact that, you know, the Hunter laptop thing, which again, I look, I understand he wasn't running for president. But the reality is, is there were questions that could have been and should have been asked and they weren't asked. 
And the media decided to say, no, we're not going to participate. And again, so much of it is not what you get to hear or see that is the problem with the media. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter coming up. WKRP's famous turkey drop. Straight ahead, Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. It is one of the most famous segments in television, and we absolutely love it. Every year at this time, we do it. It is based on something that actually took place at a radio station. I think it was in Akron way back in the day. The guy who ended up writing this television show and and coming up with the premise of it remembered this when he was younger and thought it would be a funny episode. It is incredible. It is funny. It makes us laugh every time. That's why we play it for you. You guys have a safe and amazing and fun Thanksgiving rest of your week. Week, safe travels. We'll be back on Monday. Enjoy this. It's the WKRP Turkey Drop. All right, fellow babies, and now it's time to go to our live remote man on the scene at the Pinedale Shopping Mall for the big WKRP Turkey Giveaway. So take it away, Les Nessman. This is Les Nesman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP Turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep. So far, so good, huh? I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments, there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now, the crowd is... The, the crowd is, uh, curious, but well-behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking area. And, oh yes, I can see it now. It's a, it, it's a helicopter. And it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner. And it says, uh, happy thing. W-K-R-P. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plumbing to, to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're turkeys! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! just went to the windshield of a parked car! running around pushing each other oh my goodness oh the humanity people are running about the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement i don't 
don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this anymore. No, I can't go in there. Children are searching for their mothers and, oh, not since the Hindenburg tragedy has there been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd... Les, are you there? Les isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. Those of you who just tuned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. Film at 11. Well, Mr. Colley, a lot of turkeys don't make it through Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, goodbye. That was the Humane Society. They sounded pretty upset. <laughs> it should have worked. Carlson, can I help you? No, no. I'm, I'm fine. Hey, Mr. Carlson. <laughs> What's it like to ride in a helicopter? A lot of fun. Mr. Carlson, could I get you a cup of coffee? What? Uh, no, thank you, Jennifer. We agreed? Huh? Sir? It was the most unusual promotion idea I ever heard of. Never been anything else like it. No, no I don't, don't suppose there has. <laughs> I thought it would work. I planned this thing right down to the last detail. It was perfect. Where'd you get those birds? Les, are you okay? I don't know. A man and his two children tried to kill me. After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me jam myself into a phone booth. Then Mr. Carlson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. Gets pretty strange after that. Oh, yeah, right. No, no, Les, come on now, tell us the rest. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. It was almost as if they were organized. <laughs> as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. This is The Chad Benson Show.